Hi, welcome to Escape, a travel podcast. I'm John. I'm Jess. I'm Samantha. And I'm Sean. Our job might be to plan vacations, but seeing the world is our passion. Our podcast is here to help you escape. Every episode, we will discuss our favorite destinations, hotels, tours, and so much more from around the world and right into your headphones. Let's go. Hi, and welcome to Escape a Travel Podcast. My name is John, and I'm here with uh, two of my fellow podcasters. Sam is out tonight, but Jess and Sean have both joined me, and we are going to be discussing a new topic. We're actually doing a Disney News episode since there is so much going on in the Disney world, particularly travel uh, like sphere, we're going to talk about that. That's kind of the only thing that's happening aside from other stuff getting canceled all around the world travel-wise and countries closing and whatnot. We're not upset about it. Anyway, moving on to more, well, not quite yet positive things. We will get to some positive things. But first, <laughs> we're going to go ahead and talk about Disneyland and right, Sean, why don't you go ahead and talk about that? Yeah, sure. So uh, as you were mentioning, there's a lot of news coming out of Disney World. So let's just go ahead and jump over to Disneyland real quick. There's just released today. They let us know that they are going to delay the reopening of the theme parks and the, the resorts there at Disneyland. Uh, those were scheduled to open on July 17th. And... Apparently, the uh, the California government is going to release guidelines uh, specific to that reopening on the 4th. And Disney just doesn't think that they have enough time um, from the 4th to the 17th to adequately get all their staff up to date and everything that they need to do. So they're going to push that back a little bit. We don't know specifically what the actual reopening of the theme parks and resorts will be. Um, the downtown Disney district is still planning to open on the 9th of July um, as planned. So uh, the more, you know, as we hear more, we will we'll mention it here. But yeah, that's the Disneyland news. And that's very, day. very similar to what Disney World did with Disney Springs opening weeks before the parks right. and resorts and yeah, I was actually at Disney Springs uh, last week, and it's it's amazing. It's great. It's good. Everything's it's looking good. Kind of close to the magic at that point. Yeah, we um, we can talk about it on another show. But we ate at City Works, which is a new restaurant that just opened up, which was great. Um, not all the stores are open, and they're they close earlier than usual. Um, but um, we got to see. Uh, World of Disney, you know, kind of our favorites that we wanted to hit up, Pin Traders. We went to some of the little specialty stores and had brunch, but we'll talk about that more when we do our trip report show. But it was great to be back in a Disney bubble for sure. I think it's very smart of them to do the the downtown Disney and the Disney Springs as a a little taster. You know, they get a feel of what they are going to be able to manage and how the, the guests there are handling themselves. Uh, so we saw that the, they had stormtroopers enforcing the mask uh, guidelines a couple weeks that back. Was really, really that clever. was really, really We saw one. We saw one uh, while we were there, and we were messing fantastic. with him. We pulled our mask down, and he pointed his gun at us and, like, you know, like, did the little eye motion, like, I'm watching you, <laughs> and he motioned for us to pull it up. And it was funny. It was, yeah. it was like interacting with characters again. Yeah. It was cool. Awesome. Yeah. 
Oh yeah, that's that's good news I'm, at Disney. I'm glad that Disney is slow roll at Disneyland. Yeah, it's very slow roll at Disneyland, and we do not have an answer yet on when. Right. Correct. No one right. does. Yeah. Oh, well, all right, Jess. I also heard there's some other news coming out of uh, Disneyland today. Disneyland and Worlds. Oh yeah, it is, it is World. I forgot. Yeah, both. Both. Parks. Both parks. Um, we're getting a new ride, everybody. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> okay. who doesn't love New Orleans, <laughs> the Bayou? I mean, when you think about the the theming, you know, in in Disneyland with the you know Blue Bayou is a great restaurant. I love the New Orleans theming. So we're getting a Princess and the Frog ride. It just happens to be being placed over Splash Mountain, which is uh, iconic, and everyone, lo- everyone, and their children love it. But for the most um, part, for the most part, yeah. Few my son hates some... the drop. My, my my son's like, I'm not going. I can't on the ride. get my I can't get my daughter on the ride for that alone. And I'm just a little bit. I'm just sad for the fact that I won't get to ride that with her, um, in its original form. Right. Uh, beyond yeah. that. I'm all for it. Yeah, I the, think the, the good news is, is I really think that Tiana and the rest of the Princess and the Frog gang is very um, is held very highly with the Imagineers. I think yeah. they really um, she's a beloved character, and I think they're hopefully they're going to do her right with this ride. I am all for Princess and the Frog ride. I think. It's such a cool IP. I kind of wish they had done something original with it and given it its own, especially in Disneyland where they have New Orleans Square, you know, and Splash Mountain is not in New Orleans Square. It's not far, but it's not, you know, it is a little bizarre to have those separate in Disneyland. I realize that it's all about logistics and space they might they be able don't. to do some retheming in between that gives it kind of like a transition from New Orleans Square to more of like the Bayou feel. Yeah. That works really well in Disney. I think it's easier in Disneyland than Disney. Absolutely. World. You know, yeah. I I think I I appreciate the fact that they are changing this ride, which is one of the longest rides in both of the parks. But there is so many there are so many characters in the Tiana movie, the Princess and the Frog. They will have no issues stretching out that storyline um for those who have been on splash mountain it's it's a long ride and there's a lot of it's a slow boat ride until the very end so there's a lot of time to develop a story and Mm -hmm. i think that they have the characters in place with the princess and the frog that they will be able to do a really good job and make that very entertaining for you know people of all ages i think similar to like the frozen ride over at epcot um i think it's gonna it's gonna probably step it up from there well in tower of terror turned into mission breakout at disneyland everybody loves mission breakout it's a great ride so you know that people were very upset when that happened and it turned out for the better but they kept original they kept well they kept tower of terror in disney world so you could still go back to the original Mm -hmm. i think and that's maybe i understand why they can't keep world splash mountain and change it in disneyland um, but I think that makes it a little harder for people to swallow because I think when I think about it, I think of my son going to the Christmas party on his fourth birthday and at 
like between 1130 and midnight, nobody was yeah. on Splash Mountain. And he literally like they didn't get off the boat. They went yeah. like him and my husband went over and over. Like it's little things like that that make me sad. But yeah. they're still going to love like Disney's going to do a great job with it. I don't right. have any doubt that it's going to be an amazing ride. It's just that my daughter was too short to ride on it in its original form. She didn't get to ride on it. She's kind of bummed. We also don't know when it's closing down. So it, there's a chance. True. Yeah, it could be open for another year before they redo the, the re, redo the ride. We don't and know. Let's be honest. Uh, any sort of intense retheming is going to take a long time. There are a lot of indoor scenes that they need to work on. And so, everything's on hold right now. A lot of projects have been put on hold. So right. it'll be interesting to see if they bump this to the very it's, front of the line. It's a little done. surprising that they announced this right now. For them, oh, like again, they've know. been they've been closed for a long time. For them to 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 say we're gonna do a full revamp of I, a classic ride. I, I think, think they oh, will, they want to show they're not politically tone deaf. And yeah. Yeah, I think, that's, I think that's part of it. And honestly, the art leaked like what a couple weeks ago. So I think that mm -hmm. kind of maybe what's the right word I'm looking for? Um, Accelerated. The yeah, well, it, it made them like it showed their cards. Like, so mm -hmm. they had to say something. They couldn't just be like, why in the world is this Splash Mountain remake art, you know? And the art is beautiful. Oh, you know, yeah. you go look at it, Google it. It's it's gorgeous. But like I love the inside of Pirates at Disneyland where you're going through Blue Bayou. I mean, it's it's beautiful. Yeah. If they do anything like that, it's it's going to be a gorgeous ride. It just kind of wish they had space to give it its own life. Yeah. And, you know, we'll always have this conversation when Disney advances their situation and they decide to change something that is a classic. You know, mm -hmm. it's it's always it's going to happen. Over and over, well, they yeah. will they will need to redo rides, and they're not going to redo the new ones that they've just built. They're going to go back and try and update or change the theming on a on a classic. And while that's it's great, it also just hurts a little bit. I just want to say, please, Disney. I know you're trying to be conscientious, but don't touch Dumbo. <laughs> I will cry I if know. you touch Dumbo. Please. Please, if you want to add a third like ride loading Dumbo, you can do that. Add another play place. So please don't yeah. mess with That's Dumbo. The Haunted Mansion for me is is that one. <laughs> yeah. I don't think they need to worry about Haunted Mansion from a political standpoint, but no. Dumbo, <laughs> please no, just leave well, Dumbo yeah, alone. He's I just, he's just a big that. friendly elephant. He is. He's kind. <laughs> he's a good guy. <laughs> so. so cute. <laughs> I agree. I do love Dumbo too. That's my wife cannot go to Disney World or land without riding Dumbo. Same, same, yeah. same with me. Yeah. Like that's like her must do. Like everybody, like I have a must do and I'm trying to think of my must do in the, the like Magic Kingdom parks. Hers is definitely Dumbo. Mine is maybe Space or, or Big Thunder. Probably Splash. <laughs> you know, not uh -oh. anymore. <laughs> All of them. We're going to have a great time riding the new Princess Tiana um, 
uh, what is it, Princess and the Frog ride in 2030. <laughs> it, it, it could be very far off. And what I'm hoping is, is that one day we, we're chatting like this and we talk about it in a year or two from now, whenever it's done and we go, holy crap, they did a great job with that. Yeah, I love yeah. the Frozen ride. I, I wasn't a huge fan of Maelstrom. I know people love that ride. I love Frozen though. So I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm happy with what they did. I think like the animatronics, everything, everything is beautiful on that ride. I think yeah. they improved it. And, you know, I could be saying the same thing. I just, you know, I'm looking at it through the eyes of my children right now. So they were well, bummed. They needed something Frozen related more mm -hmm. than just the characters. And they, they hit it out of the park with that. I agree. Right. I think that ride's great. That, yeah. Me and John have some I, good I memories on Frozen. Ah, uh, good memories with Sean. That was the first time I rode for the Frozen ride. Really? Because every other time I had gone, I never got a fast pass. And it was like, <laughs> back then it was terrible. So anyway, let's go ahead and move on. Um, so we moved past our Disneyland and then the refurbished announcements. So we're going to talk a little bit. Let's talk right now um, about actually booking a trip to Disney World. As we all know, as we know, the three of us know, um, you cannot currently book 2020 packages, tickets, or rooms. Am I correct on all three of those? That's correct. Uh, with the you can, you can buy existing packages, right? Light exception. There are a few good neighbors that you can book direct right now. The book the hotels direct, but you cannot do a package with tickets. Correct. So you could go to Dolphin and Swan, like some people may have out of desperation, myself, um, and, yeah. and got a room with hoping that by the time I go there, uh, tickets will be open because I did not renew my annual pass because I thought we were going on a Mediterranean cruise in April. Right. And we know how that turned out. So, exactly. so that's a small caveat. No matter what, you can't renew your annual pass. You can't purchase a new annual pass. You can't purchase tickets. You can't even get them from third party, anything like that. There are no ticket sales as of this recording. So. Right. So if you're going to go book a, a, the only way it makes sense to book a good neighbor or Swan and Dolphin or Four Seasons, the only way that makes sense really is if you're a counting on tickets opening back up don't and there being tickets for for those dates or b you have an annual pass that's mm -hmm. what makes the most sense if you have an annual pass and you're sitting on that annual pass and you're ready to get back to the parks but you don't have a hotel reservation go ahead and book this one in dolphin but mm -hmm. that's my if i was talking to clients that's if they if they're sitting on that ap and they really want to get back and honestly, I think from for me personally, um, I like doing a lot of the non-park stuff too. So in the event that I can't get into the parks, I like going to Disney Springs. I like eating at the resorts. I like, you know, I like going to the boardwalk. I like doing the non-Disney park things as well. Um, yeah. So if I have to go there and not set foot in a park, I'll still have a good time. But that's me. That's I not agree. a lot of people. We also all go to the parks and we also go to the resorts all the time. Right. And I'm kicking myself for not scheduling a trip this summer when I had the chance. So I'm rolling the dice and we'll see what happens. Yeah, yeah there's, there's plenty of people who they don't get the chance to go as often as we do. And therefore going there and thinking that they might not have a chance to get into the parks. Just it's a non-starter. Well, know? 
And let's be real. Let's this actually kind of helps me move on to the next part portion. What of a great segue that was. Right. You're welcome. Yeah. If <laughs> when book, when packages do open up for 2020, it still may not be the best time for everybody to go and only because there are a lot of caveats. For example, um well we do know that's going to at some point packages for the rest of 2020 will open up in late summer of this year so probably august is my guess we expect pending occupancy exactly Exactly. which means there's maybe some dates or some weeks that there's zero availability because they already have commitments via either hotel occupancy or park reservations i honestly think disney is waiting to see how many people cancel at this point i agree i agree so that's why exactly um but even if you do or if you even if you are even if you do have a package booked for this this fall, you do need to take into consideration that there are no longer any dining plans available. And I do think that's fair because Disney realizes that they will not have the ability to, um, if they're selling you a table service dining plan and you're prepaid. not going to get prepaid and you're not able to get into a third or two thirds of the of the table service restaurants at any and given time no character of, meals either and, and no character meals like mm-hmm. it makes a lot of sense like to not be selling that because it's not really a good value because people would they be can't. lining up at guest services to complain exactly they can't hold up their end of the deal with the dining plans now there are still dining options and reservations to be made yes. but yeah in terms of an actual dining plan that you can prepay and have an, a, a certain allotment of meals, those for the time being in 2020, and currently in 2021, which we'll get to later, are unavailable. Right, and, and that's a good segue is to also know, in the, in the past, you were able to make dining reservations 180 days in advance. Which is and, crazy. Which is uh, too much, it's too much. <laughs> um, now we're at 60 days. Just like Disneyland. Just which, like Disneyland. And I don't know that I would absolutely hate it staying this way. I know I'm weird. Well, I don't want fast passes when we get fast passes. Oh, dining back, and fast pass. Dining and fast passes on the same day. No, thank you. Have mercy, right? <laughs> oh my God. No, thank you. But maybe we so could maybe, do 90, maybe 90, 90 yeah. and 60. I like yeah. that. A whole Me half too. year prior to your arrival. Is too much. Yeah. It's too much. It's so chaos. there are no no fast passes right now either. Yeah, that's a good thing. There, Let's talk about that a little bit and, and why that kind of makes sense currently. Um, well, I, I think it comes down to the capacity that they're expecting. Um, especially the for social, 2020. Yeah, the social distancing that they're going to put in place. They're going to take advantage of both the standby queue and the fast pass queue to help accommodate that. And they are they are expecting if you go into the parks that you will have the opportunity to get on the rides that you want to. Um, because the, the occupancy will be so low right. or the attendance will be so low. Yep. I yeah. have my doubts about that, but, uh, right. that's, but right. that's what they're expecting. <laughs> yeah. Well, they also don't know what the demand is going to be. I mean, we, if we look over at universal, the demand is just not, I think as much as they were expecting it to be. But universe, and, and that is absolutely true, but universal is u- utilizing a virtual queue for their hot ticket rides, Hagrid's mummy. Right. And, right. Having personally experienced that, it was flawless. It was you could actually get in the virtual queue from your hotel room because you I didn't have to should, be in yeah. the parks. It was it was great. So we weren't hanging around in 
Hogsmeade waiting to get on Hagrid's. We showed up when we were supposed to show up. They gave you a half an hour window. You literally walk through the ride. We're on in 10 minutes. And I think Disney is going to have problems because they still have those new. I mean, look at even Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway. Most people haven't been on that ride yet. You think there isn't going to be a wait when that finally opens up? But they'll have two lines to space people out through, I think, is their idea, because they'll have the fast pass line and the standby lines to distance people. And Universal, um, I read, was doing 10 feet apart once you're inside, because they realize your queue or your group is going to be more than you can't really be six feet apart when you're like in your group to the next group. <laughs> well, yeah. Which I thought was, was, which is smart. They were not they were slightly shocked by how big our group was. <laughs> they kept trying to get us to social distance. We're like, no, we all eat dinner together every night. We're good. But um, I have to say, though, the one benefit to that is oftentimes we took up our own ride vehicle. We had like we had our own area of the restaurant. We were able to social distance from people we didn't know because we were a group. So yeah. I would say if you are thinking of going and you have another family that you're quarantining with i think going as a two family <laughs> that's what we call it up here i don't know but if, like if you can go with somebody else that you are on the same level with it actually helps build in the social distancing because you become yeah. your own unit your own row your like own that. couple of rows it was cool so side note i, I think it's going to be interesting you guys obviously went to universal about a week ago and that was in mid-june uh how well the virtual queues worked for you guys is interesting to me because I believe they worked fantastic, but also take into account that the crowds were, this was right when they were reopening. So the crowds were already going to be very low. Mm-hmm. So I I'm also, interested to see how Disney, when they're not doing these virtual queues, handles that. So Universal's app as well tends to work a little bit more smoothly than the Disney app does. But that's so, only because people are not using it. Yeah. And it's not sure. really necessary for the most part. Well, what like, app? Okay. There's no universal yeah. app. <laughs> so we, put it this way, Sean, we went in September, low yeah. season of last year, me and my family. And the Hagrid ride, they didn't have virtual queue. No. But they had the announcements, like when like it would go down, like you the, could like the ride wait times on yes, it. and you on could get app. a ping every time it dropped below a certain number. Okay, but that ride consistently, even in September, had a two-hour wait in September, which is low season. Mm-hmm. And the fact that there's like no real wait, like what? Sam, I wish Sam was here. Sam mentioned that she got on that ride like almost instantly one day, right? Yeah, we all did. We we went we went on it, it probably times. four or five times. Um, one time, actually, uh, while we're talking about breakdowns, et cetera, we were the next people about to get on the ride, and it broke down. What they did, I mean, we had only been in the line for 10 minutes. We were in virtual queue. They handed us any time fast passes to come back for it. So they literally- it like the Ruby Pass or something there? It was red. Yeah, maybe yeah. it was. I, um, but it was some sort of special express pass that worked just well. They give you other ones that don't work for Hagrid's. This one worked for anything. Because you were stuck in Because we were stuck in Hagrid's. Yeah. And we were able to skip the virtual queue line 
they brought us through the express pass entrance. So we literally cut the standby too. And they brought us into like the final loading room and we got on, but they really did go. I understand that crowds were low, very low, but they went above and beyond to make sure that if there was a slight glitch, they made up for it tenfold. I'm, I'm, I'm interested to see if Disney's demand is as low as universal. It won't be. I don't. Right. But now is absolutely, and this is another show, but just very briefly, this is the time to go to Universal. We have pictures of Diagon Alley empty, like totally in the empty. Of the day. If you in the like middle that, of the day. That photo op where there's no other people around and you get to see the entire Harry Potter world. Yeah. Right. Without, I've done that at Rope. And, and yeah. At all Rope of its glory. Extra hours, yeah. This is the time to go. I mean, and we took the picture at like four o'clock in the afternoon. Which is, I mean, it's which is when normally that place would be crawling full of people. Right. Honestly, Even this in is September. The, this is the time you can go and not really need the express pass. Right. Yeah. I mean, we we kind of were still happy we had it because one, it was hot, and we're mm-hmm. wearing masks, and to be able to get inside and not wait at all outside and just go right yeah. in, yeah. Um, it was nice. But also. The room rates were pretty reasonable. Like we got good deals, so it was worth it. Would definitely we would have paid less to actually purchase the express pass, and we would to just stay in um, right. Pacific. So, well, oh, that's the thing is like normally I rec like even in September I would would recommend getting staying at one of the resorts where you get the express pass included, especially if you have more than two people in your room. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you're like a family of four, it is a great value. Um, but I don't know that that's necessarily needed right now. You definitely didn't need it. Um, it was, there were some, at one point the mummy had a 60 minute wait. Um, Gringotts had like a 30, 40 minute wait. Right. So if you're kind of impatient, like I tend to be, I I don't like to wait more than like 10 to 20 minutes because especially at Universal, there's so much to do. Yeah. And we definitely wanted to cram in pool time in the afternoon. Too, so we wanted to knock everything out and get your mask off in the pool. Yeah, yes, yes, that's exactly it. All right, so back to Disney World. We should probably go back to Disney. Yeah. So I know. Is this a Disney show? I know, right? So we, so we, in in summary, 2020 packages opening up again for sale in late summer. There are no dining plans currently available, no fast passes, no park hoppers, which means you have to choose your park and you stay at that park. There are no virtual queues or boarding groups, anything like that as of right now. That could change, but they've has said they're not going to. So Rise of the Resistance. They Stand by for it. Rise for the Good first luck with time. Yep. And then 60-day dining. Yeah. And also no parades, no fireworks. No fireworks. No but that's not changing dining. for a while. No. no character main greats, yeah. And no character dining. Although... I don't, not to pull this back to Universal, but um, they were doing something really interesting with the characters that I could also see Disney doing. They had them up on risers and stages and kind of like we talked about the Stormtrooper at Disney Springs. So I could see Disney having characters like up on Main Street, maybe, um, but just not so that they could interact with the guests. But I think we will see characters. We just won't be able to take our picture with them and hug them and touch them. So I got a, I got an email the other day from them um, saying that they're going to be doing more like uh, random cavalcades yes. through all four parks, not just doing that move it, shake it, spin it, shake your mm-hmm. butt dance party that they do midday, you know, but they're going to be doing just like cavalcades in all parks, including Hollywood studios, which hasn't had a, 
parade or anything like that other than the guys marching for a long time right? march yeah yeah i mean we we could like we could take pictures with like scooby-doo and the gang were there bart was on a thing there was captain america and spider-man you could take selfies with them but they were up on risers so you couldn't go six feet you know we did the raptor encounter you couldn't go six feet from the, the guy you know so universal found a way to make it work i absolutely believe disney will find a way to make it work it just won't be standing in line with an autograph book and they and, and they I don't need to yet. because those a lot of those younger kids are going and the parents want them to see those characters dude last time we were there when we did um it was just me i went for a very short like long weekend trip in february right before the shutdown mm -hmm. and i for the first time ever i waited in the line in the tent to see goofy and donald yeah. you know back in Yes, I've been call? there. And then you have yeah. to go out and go to the other side. <laughs> if, if you want to do Daisy. And, yep. Yeah. Um, but my, my boys touched everything in that line. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like, there's just no way that they're going to be doing. I mean, I'm I'm concerned. Like, I can't bring my four-year-old to Disney right now just because he'll touch and lick everything. Yeah. He's the one who picked up a nasty, nasty bug and gave it to, like, 40 of my family members <laughs> in Southern California at Disneyland. Like, seriously, it's it's called the Sapovirus. And the doctors, the ER doctors there um, thought it was, like, brought over from, like, Asian tourists um, because it's not something that's typically here. And it's just a bad stomach bug, you know? But, like, our bodies never aren't used to seeing it here. And of yeah. course, my kids, like the kid that's like licking the post, you know, at Disney, I'm like, oh, man. So they did mandate at Universal before we got on a ride. We had to use hand sanitizer and we had to use their brand of hand sanitizer because of the alcohol content in it. Mm -hmm. Oh, good. So we did have to do that. When we got out of the off of the ride, there wasn't anybody there. We didn't have a person monitoring your use, but they had a public pump that you could use to sanitize your hands after the ride as well. But everybody at least getting on the ride had clean hands. So right. that should help. I mean, I expect Disney to do the very same thing. That helps a little bit, but, and they watched if you didn't rub it in, they would come over and tell you to rub it in. But how many people are touching the, the handrail as they're walking through the queue? Everybody, but hopefully they have clean hands and they haven't yeah. touched yeah. their face. But then my kid's licking it. Remember, I mean, everybody's wearing a mask as well. So you actually can't touch your face and true. touch the rail. So it it's it, it really is hard to picture if you haven't experienced it, but it is not it's not as scary and not as yeah. gross as you're picturing. But yeah, little kids are gross. There's not and much period. you can do. Period. My, my, yeah. Like and they, they play with their, their mask the whole time and they're yeah. touching their face the whole time yeah. because their their mask is bothering them. And it's sweaty and it's slipping. Yeah. Like I understand. So okay. Four year olds, my kids my kid who licks things is not gonna go just yet. Yeah. Let's yeah. See. And kids put their hands in their mouths all the time. Exactly. Too. Like they eat with their hands, like my five-year-old was eating rice. She was eating Indian food for lunch today, was literally scooping rice up with her hands into her mouth. So kids are gross. <laughs> it is what it is. Topic of but, our show today. Kids are gross. <laughs> kids are gross. All right. So we've covered 2020 packages. Now, the weirdest thing is, is that we can't book 2020 packages. But guess what, guys? 2021 packages just opened up yesterday. Woohoo. On what was it? Yesterday, the 24th? Yep. Yes. June 24th. We're recording this on the 25th. Now the rush is on to get this show released in a I know. timely manner. You just dated Monday. us. <laughs> I totally did. Yeah, I think the conversation has totally dated. It's a new show. By the time this comes out, everything will have changed. It, it might. That's our asterisk. So um, I'm going to run through some facts and you guys jump in as we go through about 2021 bookings, okay? 
Go for it. We can now officially book through September 26th, 2021 resort packages um, but and tickets for 2021, correct? Correct. That's correct. Check out at the latest of September 27th. Exactly. We can book you and you can check out on the 27th. The last night you can stay at a Disney hotel as of right now is the 26th. Which we should say is less than the standard 499 days. Right. And we don't know when we're going to be getting that 499 booking. Because past that is the actual 50th. So we, yeah. yeah. So, and I'm sure they're going to be doing something different for the 50th next year. Now, um, at this point, what's different from 2020 is you can technically add uh, park hoppers, park hopper ticket option to your package which is very interesting subject to change subject to change you might not be able to keep them but we have the we don't have the option to add them because 2020 you you will be required them yeah for 2020 they remove park hoppers from existing packages um but the park reservation that you will and because of that there will be a park reservation system which we're going to go over in a second for 2020 as well but we're going to explain how that works in just a moment and um, they're still, as of right now, in 2021, um, through the September 26, 2021, there are no dining plans. And I think that's just also because they've got to be very, very careful with 2021 or with, um, with dining plans because they're spacing people out. If they're not having character breakfast, the value of the dining plan goes way down. I do think, and this is pure speculation, that we will see dining plans at some point in 2021. All I concur. Yeah. Subject to change. As, as of right we, now, what we can sell right, right at this point, what you can buy as a guest of Disney, you cannot add a dining plan. But you can't add a park hopper. I if do they release hope- it, we can add it. To a package right. later on. At if any they allow point, it. we can add any element that's available. Any part of a package can be added later if it becomes available. Yeah. So I think there's also um, benefits to getting your basic package on the books now because of these park reservations. And also, yes. psychologically, I'm planning a Disney vacation again for myself and it feels amazing. So <laughs> it just is a great, it's a great mood boost. Yeah, it feels, feels so right. Um, I, it's, yeah, it's exciting. E- even if it's not the same Disney that we know, there's still magic there. It'll still yeah. be good. No, no matter what, um, Disney is still Disney. So well, I'm excited. Let's talk about the importance of why you would want to book early and the park reservations. Well, like- we, before we get there, one last thing is that with a with a dining and this is i guess true even in 2020 but with a dining reservation at any hotel restaurant Mm. you can park hop i mean not park hop i'm sorry resort hop so if i'm staying at if i'm staying at pop century but i have a dining reservation at citrico's at grand floridian i can hop on a bus over to and over to the grand floridian you'd have to actually have a stop in between but you can get to the grand floridian and go over there and you're allowed to go to that um, hotel to eat. Otherwise, right. you're not allowed to go over there to shop, to look around, anything, or even go to quick service. You can't. You have right. to so have we, a dining reservation. We should say, too, that as of right now, we don't know how you would get there um, because we don't know what's running. So we don't know. Obviously, we're pretty sure there'll be buses. 
So you could probably take a bus to Magic Kingdom, but as far as whether or not the boats are running or the monorail is running, we don't know that information right now. We, but we do know they will have transportation. Correct. We just don't know the exact type or the length of time it may take you to get from one location to the and, next yeah, and compared to no normal. Telling us. So. Universal yeah. was running boats. Um, we were at Royal Pacific, so they were running boats and they skipped every other row was blocked off on alternating sides. So mm -hmm. half the boat was filled. If you were with a group, you were allowed to sit in the blue social distancing seats. So they found a way to make boats work. Again, if Disney is watching, which I'm sure they are. Well, um, they are. <laughs> boats, boats were, boats were a go. Buses and boats were running at Universal, so. I think it'll be interesting to see how they do that ferry boat from the TTC um over to the magic <laughs> yeah. kingdom because that that ferry boat is literally like shoulder to shoulder but it's big and if you do have a reduced capacity it might be easier i mean it, it can hold a lot of people you could social distance on that boat um, i think early on there's i think early on most guests in 2020 are going to be people staying on property agreed or, um, or or uh, local Florida resident passports. Right, right. So I don't know that you're going to have a huge demand for those spaces. And I think that mm -hmm. a lot of people who are going to the Magic Kingdom will most likely be taking a bus from their hotel. Although people might be uncomfortable using public transportation and they may want to drive and park at the resorts. Which um, works really, really well if you're going to Epcot Hollywood Studios or Animal Kingdom. Animal Kingdom. It doesn't it does work, not well, work well in right. Magic Kingdom because you're still forced on public transportation. And I have to say, at no point in time at Universal did I feel uncomfortable using their public transportation. Like they really did. It was clean. They spaced people out. Using the uh, security to get on the boat was spaced out. Even in our group, they only let four people in at a time go through security. So the, the protection measures were in place. Yeah. I know Disney's going to do a phenomenal job with that. Um, but yeah, I'm interested to see what they, I think we heard minivans were yes, right? Minivans yeah. and Magical Express are a go right now. Those are the things yes. they've confirmed. <laughs> yes. And minivans. Lyft and Uber are running. Um, I believe. They just don't take you to the, to the front, to the right. bus station. But I believe that in Orlando, you have to wear a mask inside the Lyft and Uber. Um, yeah, I think so. We actually rode with a man who had a plastic shield Velcroed around the driver's side, like almost like a medical, like hard plastic shell for himself, which was very like interesting. interesting. Yeah. I want, so to, I want to be friends with that guy. Everybody oh. wore masks. All the drivers we had wore masks. We wore masks inside. It was, you know, everybody's being safe and cautious, which, you know, I think it's a good thing. So. Yeah. Excellent. All right. So we've discussed there's no dining plans. Another thing is that you're going to have to sign a COVID waiver, which basically is when you go in, you just have to agree that you're going in at your own risk. Now, part of the COVID waiver, you're going to sign that when you make your park reservation. And now, and then this is the tricky thing. We briefly talked about park reservations and what that means. Typically, when... Um, either Sean, Jess, or Sam, who's not here tonight, when we are planning a Disney vacation for a client, we will do everything from park our, um, planning itineraries to uh, dining reservations 
your fast passes, repricing your um, applying discounts. Applying discounts. Thank you. Yeah. yeah, applying the new promotions that mm-hmm. are dropping. And but because um, Disney has put the COVID waiver onto the park reservation system, we are unable to help our like our guests all have to select the parks and then sign the COVID waiver themselves, mm-hmm. which kind of complicates things on our end. Um, and we wish we could do it for our clients, but we just can't. And actually it is very easy and very quick. And I don't think it's a terrible thing that clients have to do it because it's something that you want to know how to adjust on the fly. So you can switch your park reservations pending availability at a different park. I want to make sure that my clients are prepared to switch that if they decide when they're there, oh, we want one more day at Magic Kingdom because, you know, little Madison wants to see the princesses again. So they, I don't want... (laughs) I mean, I will answer any phone call when any guest is traveling, but it's so much quicker for them to go in, switch the park days, park, yeah, park days themselves. Um, so when Excellent they go in point. and make it themselves, they can do that. So awesome. Let's, you want to walk them through how to do this? Yeah. So the first thing I'll say, and then I'll throw it to you, Jess, because you've got my Disney experience up. The Once you have a confirmed booking added to your my Disney experience account, which in, which needs to have the booking needs to have tickets and a hotel. Actually, right now it's just tickets and a hotel. But once it opens up, it's just tickets, correct? I actually don't know. I mean, I think I think, I think just tickets. Eventually, right. it'll be just tickets. Well, because right as of your tickets will be purchased for a specific date. As of right now, you cannot without. A, this, I think that when comes the show later drops, on this week, yeah, the twenty eighth. So by next Monday, when the show comes out. Any right. any ticket any ticket purchase linked to your My Disney Experience account, and all ticket most tickets have um, dates like like validity, um, like they're chosen right. for specific dates. So basically, um, you'll be able to pick your parks for the dates that your park that your tickets are available. The most common example of this is annual pass holders who do not have a reservation at this time can pick their up to 14 days can pick their parks without or somebody sitting offsite that has a ticket. Right. Right. That's also on the 20th. That's true. It'll be live when the show comes out. So once you have your ticket or your package assigned to your, my Disney experience account, what do you do next, Jess? Okay. So you have to log into your, my Disney experience account on an actual computer. You cannot use the app on your phone or your, uh, mobile device. Um, so basically if you've made dining reservations or fast pass reservations before on your computer or laptop, um, it's in the same general area. So bear with me while I do this live. Um, I've only done it a couple of times, but, uh, here we go. So hover over my Disney experience and you'll see your little profile picture. Mine's Moana. And if you scroll down, you can see it, what's called a Disney Park Pass System. And then you click on Park Pass System, and it will pull up uh, Disney technology on the fly. It will pull up your uh, introducing the Disney Park Pass System. Before you visit a park, you must make a reservation, and then more words. So you click on Make a Disney Park Pass Reservation at the top or middle right. And then it'll pull up your party. So it's really important 
um, before you do all of this, that if you are uh, new to My Disney Experience, that you've created your account, you've linked your reservation to the account, and you have updated your traveling party. So I have selected my husband and children. Um, I'm gonna scroll to the date in 2021 that we have reservations for, which I'm not gonna say on air. <laughs> Just in case. Uber popular um, by then. <laughs> I know, right? People are going to be chasing me down because I'm, you know, a podcast celebrity at this point. So <laughs> I'm going to pick a date and it's a Thursday. And I feel like on that date, uh, almost a year from now, I'm going to feel like going to Magic Kingdom. So I select Magic Kingdom from that date. It shows me that the Arrival time that I could show up. It, interestingly enough, it says select arrival window. I don't know if there are going to be more options in the future. Right now, I can only just, select just one. one. Right, 9 a.m. to 7 p.m. Perfect. Right, which is your park that day. That's my park day. And I am going to, it has my party, which I already selected. Um, here's the part we were talking about below uh, myself and my husband and children. It says, I have read and agree to the terms and conditions, including the COVID-19 liability waiver. I'm going to check that box because I have definitely read it. And now it says, congratulations, your Disney Park Pass is confirmed for Magic Kingdom on a Thursday in the future between 9 a.m. and 7 p.m. And then it gives you some more information about how to get into the parks, um, which is basic Disney speak. Uh, but basically, you're all set. And then at the bottom, you can either, if you're done, you can view your plans and see all the parks you have. Or to the left of that, it says make another park pass and it'll automatically pull up your party. You can continue, select another date, and uh, make all your reservations. All, all told, you could do a week of reservations in less than five minutes. It really yeah. is, now that it's been open for more than a day, it's smooth. Yeah. You should be able to do it no problem. It is easy. Um, I got emails from clients that said, I did it. It was actually not that bad. So, right. um, give so it a the, try. The point of doing this and making a reservation early for 2021 is as we get further into 2021, those park passes are going to fill up, assuming this stays in place. So at this point in time, things are pretty wide open. I don't think any of us have had any issues with our clients getting into the parks that they wanted to. Um, no. But the issue right is, now. right, yeah, exactly. So if you want to add a park day on later, you might, you, you might have three park days and then three months from now decide, I'm going to go another day. You're In 2021. Off, right. You're better off adding that day on early Mm -hmm. and getting it reserved and then later on you can reduce it down um, it's always easier with these things to take it away later to pull yes. something off. we should also note that we can't currently modify number of tickets for 2020 either right. so what you have for right now you are stuck with whether you have too many or too few there's nothing we can do to change that right now until they reopen it right. based on availability late, late summer, summer. In quotes, late summer. Yeah, quote. So getting getting that 2021 <laughs> reservation quote. early, even just as a, you know, we might have this trip that we want to do, getting it booked now and just having that wait and see mentality, in my opinion, is the way to go if you, if you think 
Disney 2021 is something you'd like to like to do. And um, honestly, there's literally no harm in just booking what you think you want to do right now, because yeah. worst case scenario, 30 days out, you can cancel and get your $200 deposit back. Right. Or any, um, any other money that you may have paid right. along the way. Exactly. Yeah. Fully I mean, refundable. You, you really don't, you're really not on the hook for any sort of loss at this point. And just to yeah, yeah. pay that $200 to get your park reservations guaranteed, in my opinion, is more than worth it. Yes. I have a question. Um, I don't know the answer to this, but we mentioned that you can't make those park reservations from your phone. Mm. If you want to change it on the fly when you're on property, do you think they're going to make that available from the app? Or do um, you think you like can do that, it on your phone just in a browser? Yes, I think I know okay. the answer to that. And I believe that they're going to have the um, guest experience team, aka the blue shirts, set up to switch your parks. However, keep in mind, once you've entered a park without the park hoppers, there's no changing. So yeah. Um, you could change to the you could change the next day, but I do think they're going to have the guest experience team with kiosks and iPads helping you switch those and at the gate. Uh, right. Well, they have Around like a kiosk. Gate. Well, they have them all over the park. The yeah. blue, yeah. blue shirts. What I will say is that th that that portion is subject to change. Mm -hmm. you know, yeah. they, they have to add it to the, the app. Right. It's a completely different way. You have to. It's a it's yeah to add it to the app is different than just the, it's the, the way for them to all talk to each other just from a technical standpoint the app is going to have to be added at a later date and they, they still have about three choose. weeks to get that to work <laughs> so the countdown's on it. those people are working around the clock right now to get that yeah. coding into the app i guarantee yeah. it and here's what i will say aside from the day that we were able to initially start doing these park reservations and when all of these went live, and when 2021 went live, which were two separate days, two days apart, um, the systems do seem to be up and smoother than they have been in the past. And I didn't, I didn't write any of those steps down. I literally did that in real time. So those those clients who had to do what Disney said on Monday, they got to feel the, just a little bit of the pain that us travel agents get to experience anytime there's a, a new rollout like this or a promotion where you know just all of a sudden the Disney systems are inundated with massive right. amount of of people trying to do the exact same thing and it, it, it crashes and tens of that, thousands of, of people tried getting on to make park reservations on Wednesday morning was it Wednesday? Monday no. Monday, Monday for Monday 2020 morning. yeah Monday morning and whenever it went live, like a nine or ten, whenever it finally went live, yeah, everybody was on at the same time. Tens of thousands of people trying to go to these parks between now and the end of 2021. I'm sorry, and how 2020. And, and we how, told, we told how them bad all. Did we feel telling our clients, <laughs> "Hey, you got to do it this time." Yeah. I'm sorry, buddy. And our hands are tied. A lot of times, it was just be patient because. Usually by the end of the day, it'll work itself out. We've been yeah. there. We know by the end yeah. of the day, you should be okay. Just have, have patience. And honestly, I didn't have, any, I mean, it's just me. 
but I didn't have anybody who was disappointed or couldn't get what they wanted. So yeah. everybody was was fine and happy and it worked out the way they wanted to. So yeah. I've looked at a couple of, of the months in 2020 and it appears that everything is still available except for like the first two weeks. It looks like Hollywood Studios is full. Which is not surprising either. No, I mean, because that's the most popular park right well, now. Well, you have all those people who didn't get to go on Rise because they were planning their spring break trips to um, ride on Rise that and well, got postponed. So And Hollywood Studios is going to have a lower occupancy than any other park mm-hmm. um, because it's the smallest. And it's narrow. It's going to be a lot harder to social distance in Hollywood Studios than in Epcot, for example. One walkway. Yeah, how are you? Right. How are you going to social distance in in Toy Story Land? I'm telling you, it's they're they're going to make that a one way. Yeah, you have to go in one way and out the other. Yeah, you ex, you exit you out through of Galaxy's, Galaxy's Edge. edge. I mean, to. They, they, there's no way that they're going to make that a two way. I mean, the grocery stores can't handle it. I don't think Disney's <laughs> going to do it. You know what I'm confident about? What's that? Disney Disney will figure it out. Oh, of course. Yep. that's what I know. Like the if you're gonna pay the money to go to Disney, you will have an experience that far surpasses your expectations. Yeah. Agree. That's just and what what they what they put out. You know, sometimes it's not fun leading up to a trip, but every client who's left that I've dealt with has enjoyed themselves. Yeah, more and than one, they expected. And one thing I'll say, since I work with a lot of very health conscious people, partic- I work a lot of my clients are physicians. And um, they may not be as ready to jump headfirst into going to crowded places yet, even even with you know good social distancing things in place. With like you guys mentioned before, with 2021, no one knows what's happening in six months. No one knows what's happening in 13 months or 16 months. You know, which is how far we can book out right now with September. But it's only a $200 deposit. It's fully refundable and you lock in your park days. So you're definitely going to get to go. And the mental boost you get from having something (laughs) to look forward to. I mean, I put deposits on things all the time just so I can look forward to something. (laughs) I've canceled so many vacations this summer. I I plan fake trips that I have no intention to go on just because it it makes me feel better. Like, really want to go to the Maldives. I'm not not going there with my kids. It's a pricey one. But I I plan fake trips there all the time. It it is what it is. But at least Disney is realistic, you know, like. It's possible that this trip will happen that I'm planning, but in the meantime, it feels normal. It's some, it's a sense of normalcy to be planning a Disney vacation for my family and for other people, other families. That that was a big boost. Um, as far as me, John and Sam and Jess on Monday and throughout this week, as much as it was kind of hectic, it was a shot in the arm of feeling like we are maybe going back to doing what what we do and yeah Wednesday felt great it makes you feel good it really does it was a long day but it felt like a night it's it feels like when you go for a long run and you're like that was exhausting but it was totally worth it and I feel energized like that's how I felt on Wednesday it was a marathon it felt great I'm happy to be back I love helping people make lifelong memories like that's my favorite part of the job Honestly, yeah, because when you're stuck in quarantine, you can look at all your fun pictures from when you were out there living. Exactly. <laughs> and let's not act like we don't live vicariously through our clients' trips either. Oh, oh yeah. that's for sure. I love getting pictures. That's the best. Yeah, yeah send yeah. us pictures if you're our clients and you're traveling. Or post your pictures in our in our Facebook group. Yeah, on the epic and the 
on our escape travel podcast that's the name of page. it yeah escape i'm said epic it's because it's universal with it's the all new the universal park yeah everything is epic at universal right now including the new park well anyway i'm gonna go ahead and wrap up the show guys what a great conversation it kind of went from a just a new show to us talking and dreaming about 2021 uh planning trips i'm really looking forward to traveling again i don't know about you guys um, and as a reminder, if you would like to book with any of the four of us, uh, reach out to us. Um, you can see our email posts, our emails in this show uh, in our show notes. You can also find us on Facebook. If you just search escape a travel podcast on Facebook, you'll find our, um, community. Um, again, thank you for listening. And if you'd like to find more episodes of the show, you can find us on Spotify, Stitcher, and on Google and Apple Podcasts. It's been an absolute pleasure talking with you guys tonight, and we hope you have a wonderful day. Bye-bye.